0: The expulsion of two young black men. A public lynching of two black men. They expelled two young black men. An assault on two young black men. These young uh, black men attempting to speak their truth to power.
1: All right, got it. Two black men, two young black men uh, that apparently affords, according to them, special status uh it's very bad optics if you should be disciplined i don't get it i don't see the world that way i don't think you do either white people make mistakes asian people make mistakes black people make mistakes latino make and on and on and on and on and on Uh, the way they see the world is um is strange this is all about the tennessee zeros they call them the tennessee three the people who were kicked out i guess two of them were kicked out now one has been reinstated in a desperate effort to change the subject of that Covenant school shooting from two weeks ago. Uh, we really should be talking about gender issues and how they may have led this shooter to do what they did. No, we're just gonna yell and scream about guns and now make heroes out of out of these individuals. Um, look, they broke the rules, take a look. Uh, Yeah, you know, you can be an agitator, you can protest, or you can be a legislator. You can't be both. I'm totally fine with these people getting kicked out. I mean, I don't see the problem. And by the way, no justice, no peace, uh, that's kind of a threatening thing to say, isn't it? And the guy with the bullhorn who was passing it to one guy, uh, the woman never actually got the bullhorn. I think that's why they kept her there. She's claiming it's race nonsense. Uh, But that guy does seem like a handful
2: to speak from the well as you are speaking today you were able to speak because speaker sexton recognized you in the well to be able to speak
3: Representative jones
2: Thank you. I'm able to speak because the people of District
4: 52 sent me here to speak. Speaker Sexton is not my constituent. Speaker Sexton is not a king. Speaker Sexton is not God, though he may want to be. He is my colleague. And so the people of District 52 sent me here to speak. And it's them who I ask for permission if I can speak
1: and represent them. Wow. That's a lot of attitude. Speaker Sexton uh, thinks he's this, that and the other thing. I think he's just trying to do a job. And what about that? The people of my district sent me. I've heard that from him and the other two. It's the constituents who want all this stuff. And there are, according to them, a lot of constituents. Because it also is an attempt to silence
0: and undo the will of over 200,000 Tennesseans whom the three of us represent and it would be a disenfranchisement of over 70,000 voters who are represented in that district.
2: You're silencing the voice of 70,000 Tennesseans that sent me here.
1: Okay, a lot of different numbers there. 70,000, 200,000, back to 70,000. I looked it up. It's not close. You know how many people voted for these folks? A couple of hundred. (laughs) Justin Pearson in the general election got 443 votes and he was unopposed. The next guy, the guy in the uh, white, 8,500. Didn't he say 200,000? I heard him say 200,000. No, these are small elections. Not many people vote. Uh, And then they go on and on and on about this is a threat to democracy. We called
4: for you all to ban assault weapons. And you respond with an assault on democracy. The most very basic thing was to ban assault weapons so we can stop these mass shootings. Instead, they responded by assaulting democracy. We see a direct assault on democracy.
0: This was flat out an assault on democracy. And it's not a coincidence that they removed the two black men and kept the white woman.
4: Their attack on democracy hurts all of us, whether you're black, brown,
1: or white. It is an assault on all of us. All right. So, democracy. How is it in a democracy that these individuals, are in districts where they're unopposed. No Republican opposition whatsoever. Take a look. They get 100% of the vote. 100%. The other guy got uh, 97.8%. Does that sound like democracy? That sounds like communist China. That sounds like the old Soviet Union. But anyway, uh, sorry to rain on their parade. And what a parade it is.
4: This expulsion and other conversations that take away from the real calls for change that are coming out of the halls and coming out of the homes of people in all of our communities is detracting
1: away from Knock the it calls off. and
4: cries for justice. No
1: justice. Nope. Sit down. You're at a... How does it feel? How does it feel, Representative uh, Pearson? How does it feel? Um, how did it feel? Why would they run around like this? This is something you do when you're at a nine-year-old's birthday party, or if you're a firefighter. But these guys, that was silly. And he may sound like a poet, and it may seem beautiful, but this individual right here is nasty and mean. Take a look. The state of
4: Tennessee is changing in magnificent ways. That the voices and the people who are protesting aren't just black folk, and ain't just white folk, ain't just rich folk or poor folk. It is a multiracial coalition built on a solidarity dividend can, that can
1: break any institution that refuses to change. It can break any institution that refuses to change. Think about that. Break any, break any institution that refuses to change, that it refuses to agree with him. Uh, and oh, goodness gracious, what if, God forbid, you're from a community that is not multiracial, What if it's all black or 99% black or 99% white? That does not fit in with his uh, worldview, apparently. Uh, Now, granted, they were giving him a, a hard time, which I think he deserved. Take a look.
0: Just because you don't get your way, you can't come to the well, bring your friends, and throw a temper tantrum with an adolescent bullhorn. It doesn't give you the right to enrage folks that are here to watch this body conduct business and talk about things, you know good and well that we've worked hard. We've worked very hard to protect our children here in the state of Tennessee. Very hard. You know what? And what you could do, you could maybe could file a piece of legislation that maybe you'd do that instead of sitting back and criticizing folks that's worked really hard for the past decade to do so. That might be a place to start. But certainly, don't start by commandeering the well while we're conducting business here in this Tennessee General Assembly, that's why you're standing there, because of that temper tantrum that day.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, So give it back, all right? That guy just, no, he objects to the tone. You all heard that.
4: (laughs) How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? We're not talking about politics. We're not talking about even gun violence. How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? The reason that I believe the sponsor of this legislation, of this resolution spoke that way is because he's comfortable doing it. Because there's a decorum that allows it.
1: He's saying it's racist. You know, I want people to say nice things to me all day long. It doesn't happen. That's not the world. We can't control the way other people speak to us. And uh, I don't think he ever would have made it in the Marine Corps, this fellow. All right. Um, There's a woman named Lois who is dead now, but she was a fine lady, they say. And she served in the Tennessee State Assembly, House of Representatives for a long time. He thinks it's racist that she wasn't made speaker, however.
4: I will say this. Lois D. Berry, speaker pro tem. Why was she never the speaker of this house? She deserved to be speaker of this house. And the reality is, the reason that she was saying things about decorum and things like that, was because she understood that the institution that she was a part of, the institution as the second black woman, I believe, to ever be elected in the Tennessee state legislature, the way she had to present herself, the things she had to do and say, and the way she had to look was so important because black folk wouldn't get respected otherwise, because white folks wouldn't respect them.
1: All right, I see it was racist for Lois DeBerry. Well, I looked it up. Apparently, there was a big cloud over Lois's head. Uh, she took a bribe from an undercover FBI agent. This may have screwed up any plans to make her speaker of the Tennessee State House. OK, also this is you know, young people, young people. I guess he is what, 27, 29, something like that. Uh, they have no sense of history too often. They have uh, they think that the world started when they showed up.
4: But then you come here to persecute me. And tell me you just don't understand the rules of debate when I know for a fact this house has not been a place of debate for Democrats. This house has not been a place of debate for people who are transgender. This house has not been a place of debate for people who are
1: LGBTQIA. LGBTQIA, huh? Well, uh, ask this guy. A Republican openly gay member of the Tennessee House, okay? Again, they just... It sounds good, the sloganeering, but who cares about the facts? And when these cats go on TV, watch out.
4: It has always been a toxic work environment to work in the Tennessee State Capitol. When you have people who make comments about hanging you on a tree and hanging black people on a tree as a form of capital punishment. When you wear a dashiki on the House floor and a member gets up and they talk about your dashiki saying it's unprofessional. They're really sending signals that you don't belong here.
1: All right. Uh, I don't believe him, quite frankly, about the lynching thing. I, I, I just don't. Always been a toxic work environment. He started working there last month. You see how he said that? Always been. A t- and if somebody did talk about lynching in a way that was disrespectful, we'll go to HR, bring that guy up on charges. Uh, we're just hearing about it now on television and about the dashiki, he calls it. Well, his brand for a long time, this man, uh, Justin, was a, a suit and tie, very sharp looking guy, uh, suit and tie everywhere he went. And then uh, after he gets elected and after he's in there, all 444 people vote for him. He shows up in this, which I guess is fine, but you know what? There are places you can't go if you're not wearing a collared shirt, all right? That happened to me at, a, at the officer's club, quite frankly, uh, in the military or at the—you've got to wear—it just happens. And anyway, taking everything personal. Everything very, very personal is Sonny said in The Godfather. All right. Where does this guy work? What does he do? He's a community organizer. Oh boy, community organizer. For the past several years, he's been special assistant to the CEO of Year Up. Now, what is that? Uh, I'm going to show you, but you're still not going to know what it is.
4: Life is all about risk. So, coming into Europe, not knowing about Europe, was definitely a risk. But I looked
1: at it as an opportunity that I could either waste my time or utilize my time.
4: The thing that made me certain that I had to sign up for this was just that there was no bad reason. Even when I was in it it seemed too good to be true. They're they're paying me, I'm getting college credits, I'm learning, I'm in this
0: community.
1: It sounds great, very non-specific like a lot of these nonprofits. It's all up with people feeling good, the community, diversity. It's a uh... A little vague on the details, but whatever. So Mr. Pearson, Justin, one of the Justins, is the new superstar. And uh, yeah, like a lot of people who come before him, he speaks very well. He's a very good speaker, like some other prominent folks uh, over the years, right? They speak very, very well, but actually not good communicators. The only thing I get from Justin is he speaks well, and it's all about him, like he's showing off. You know Trump, when he speaks... He's not actually the best speaker, but he's the best communicator. There's a difference. All right. Somebody actually kind of put out an olive branch, and I thought it was a genuine kind of moment. But, well, anyway, it was worth a try. I
4: understand that your voice matters. I would ask that you explain to this body why you feel like ours do not. Because on almost every single bill you've spoken, and I think your questions have been illuminated in certain issues that I might not have thought about because I haven't walked in your shoes. and You haven't walked in mine. But those rules are there so that we can have this back and forth instead of people just
3: shouting at each other in which nothing gets resolved.
1: What a you're speaking from the heart, you know, maybe we can. Well, uh, Justin wouldn't have it.
4: What about the thousands of people who were here that Thursday who you never recognized? What about the thousands of people here who your colleagues never made eye contact with or smirked at and and gave a thumbs up or laughed at? What about the thousands of people who came here saying, we need to end gun violence and we need you to do something? And they were called insurrectionists by the Speaker of this House. What about the thousands of people who marched the streets of Nashville and came up to this Capitol asking that we do something, but instead of getting just legislation that might protect our schools, we're saying put more guns in schools. I have to tell you, Leader Lambert, I'm shocked you would say that you care so much about debate in this moment
1: those thousands of people don't actually work there it's not how it works a mob outside a mob in the lobby it doesn't right wasn't january 6th the worst thing that ever happened this guy gets let back into the state assembly and that might happen i think everybody should greet him with one of these all right every time he speaks huh Uh, how would he like that of course democrats are eating this up all of it kamala harris went there, met them, praised them. Again, remember, they're trying to... They want a lot of nonsense so they can talk about issues they're comfortable talking about, like guns, more laws against guns, right? All that stuff. And not talk about what happened in Nashville uh, two weeks ago. That that shooter had, well, had issues, emotional issues, mental health issues. The police said that her ig- gender identity crisis probably had something to do with the shooting. And this gender identity stuff is being shoved down any, everybody's throats, and we have no idea about the long-term ramifications. And this right here could be some of them. Anyway, those Justins and uh, their blonde sidekick are probably going to be around for a while. I wish it weren't so. Um, I hope they smarten up. Maybe they could offer something. Unlikely. I'll be right
0: back. Information. Truth. Is power. Is freedom. Is money. Is health. Is Newsmax. Millions watch it. So can you. Newsmax is real news for real people.
1: So it was uh, a week ago that Donald Trump had come to New York to be indicted. Totally crazy. It seems like it was a year ago, not a week ago, Uh, possibly because we know that case is so bogus, so flimsy, never should have been brought. That's part of it. Seeing him, though, in the court and being escorted around, it was, uh, well, look, I think this shows him to be a fighter. It's amazing. And you know what? He's fighting back. You're allowed to in America. The judge, Judge Mershon, take a look at this. The guy has given money to Biden, to Joe Biden. He has given money to Biden and other Democrat groups. Not a lot of money, but he's like waving a little flag to Democrats. I'm with you. Ten dollars to a group called Stop Republicans. Ten dollars to Progressive Turnout Project. Three donations to and fifteen bucks to Biden. This guy has no business being uh, on any court where they're judging uh, a man like Donald Trump or any politician. And oh, by the way, his daughter, too. Full-time Democrat operative. And it's okay for Donald Trump to point this out. It is. Take a look at this.
0: The former president has called Jack Smith a lunatic, a fully weaponized monster, a political hitman. You worked with Jack Smith at the Justice Department for quite a few years. Is that the Jack Smith you know? Well, here's the point. Um, I would say two things. One is the president has every right to be frustrated by being politically targeted. I mean, we are crossing a Rubicon where prosecutors can announce, and this is the New York case specifically Mm -hmm. and Georgia, hey, I'm going to run for office on the idea of taking down Donald Trump.
1: That's a great point. And that is James Trusty, one of Donald Trump's attorneys, mostly on the documents situation, but very, very good lawyer. Um, and how about all the people who attack Trump and not only Trump, his wife, his children, anybody associated with Trump? That's totally fine and is never called out except by me.
2: This is Donald Trump and his family's corrupt business, their corrupt campaign, and questions about whether or not they were working with Russia. Fred Trump, the patriarch of this family, her grandfather, Donald Trump's father, really created this toxic
4: environment that led Donald Trump to become a liar and a cheater and a sociopath.
1: The thing that is so clear about about Trump and the Trump family is that they're corrupt from stem stem to stern. Wow. He could say anything, anything about the Trumps, no matter how untrue, how reckless, but uh, you're on solid ground. This is what bothers me. The Trumps, they were very good business people. They are very good, business, but decades before they ever went into politics, before the father decided to go into politics, these were international business people conducting deals all over the world. Can Hunter Biden say that? Of course not. It's a real shame how they treated them. All right. Is this not the most obnoxious individual
0: in the world? Hi, impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So, I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but oh, either a way, transgender it's a individual to by the
1: name of Dylan Mulvaney uh, scoring all these high level advertising gigs, an influencer, right? And there's a lot of money involved, not doing that for free. Bud Light, Anheuser Busch is paying for all this. Why? It's so, it makes no sense. Bud Light and this individual, they don't go together. That's not a natural fit. But there's a, there's a non-profit called the Human Rights Campaign based in Washington, D.C. And, well, this is a, a group that has advocated for um, the gay community for a long time. And you could say that a lot of their battles initially were, okay, fine, you know, gay marriage, Gays in the military. All right. But now they've gone completely overboard. Uh, They had to expand their victimhood to the T LGBT, the T community. And they've come up with something called the Corporate Equality Index. And it scores companies on their inclusiveness. And big corporate America is interested in having very high marks when it comes to inclusiveness. The Corporate Equity Equality Index, that is, the CEI. Keep that in mind. Um, By the way, Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, you know what they also sponsor? The presidential debate sponsored by a beer company. I always thought that that big eagle there represented America, right? No, it's the Anheuser-Busch logo. It's the same one. And it's right there. Uh, those debates totally rigged, oh, by the way, for the Democrats and sponsored by the now woke beer company. Hmm. All right. So baseball is now supposed to be uh, better, quicker somehow. They they limited the number of seconds you the batter can set up. I don't know. Look, I lost interest in baseball a long time ago. They've made some adjustments, some tweaks to speed the game up. These have been initiated, I guess, by Manfred, The MLB commissioner, Uh, whenever he comes up and he's been making the rounds lately, you know what I think about how he moved the all star game from Atlanta to Denver over the Georgia voting law. Do you remember that? It was totally hideous and irresponsible and another indication of how corporate America is owned by the woke left and the statement that this guy put out baseball commenting on voting. I have decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's all-star game. Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. Oh, yeah? You think anybody is for restrictions at the ballot box? You read that the way Raphael Warnock wanted you to read it. This is what actually happened.
4: Early voting is happening across Georgia, and we are already seeing record turnout. After day one, the Secretary of State's office says there was an 85% increase in voters from the last midterm election in 2018. Back-to-back days of more than 100,000 voters, that's never happened before in Georgia's history of every single midterm election to ever happen here.
1: You see, Commissioner of Baseball, Manfred, you should have stayed the hell out of it. And oh, by the way, sorry, The game still is way too slow. You didn't fix anything. I'll be right back.
0: Hey, guys, it's Carson for Gold Alliance. If you're concerned about how Washington's latest shenanigans may impact your financial future, this is an important message to hear because right now we have a stock market correction. We got high inflation. Fed rate hikes happening all the time. Some experts say a recession may sweep the nation and folks who fail to prepare may face challenging times ahead. While gold owners may have a historic opportunity to grow richer. Now, if you'd like to learn a simple way you can diversify with gold before an economic downturn comes, if you'd like to put yourself on the road to financial peace of mind, the new 2023 Gold Guide from our friends at Gold Alliance can show you how. Here's what you got to do. Just go to www.freegoldguide.com/carson Freegoldguide.com slash Carson, or you can write down this number, 800-247-9236, 800-247-9236. Or again, go to freegoldguide.com slash Carson.
1: You'll notice uh, lately after uh, a shooting event, uh, a mass shooting, everyone goes nuts and starts having the same old argument about guns. Um, that the NRA is the ultimate devil, right? The NRA, the NRA, the NRA. They want to get, in my opinion, away from the real issue, uh, mental health and a lot of other things. More gun laws I don't think are going to make the difference. I really don't. Um, But for more about what the NRA actually does and not the media myths about them, we're joined now by retired Congressman Bob Barr former Georgia representative. He is the chairman of the Liberty Guard. It's a group that advocates for privacy, individual freedom against government overreach. And he is an NRA board member. Congressman, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, Greg. Good to be with you this evening. I wish we had a happier topic, but uh, there are a few that are more important than what you're just uh, led up to there.
1: Indeed. Well, thank you, sir. And um, look, um, first of all, The NRA is the boogeyman, according to the media. In every episode of gun violence, they hit the NRA. Now, I know that the NRA is not responsible and the NRA does a lot of good work. As a board member, can you do me a favor and summarize what the NRA is as opposed to what they tell us about the NRA?
2: Well, the NRA is uh, our country's uh, oldest uh, civil rights organization. Uh, the NRA uh, has been around since uh, shortly after the Civil War, uh, as an organization committed to ensure that our civil liberty—that is, the right to keep and bear arms—enshrined uh, in the Constitution—remains uh, an important part of our civil liberties. Uh, our civil liberties uh, in this country. The NRA, uh, which is headquartered uh, in Virginia, and has millions of members all across this country. Uh, stands for not just the right to keep and bear arms, but the responsible ownership of firearms. And that's why over the years, the NRA has spent a great deal of time and money and resources helping to educate uh, firearms owners uh, about the responsible use of firearms Uh, in schools. uh, We do work with police, with the military. And yet, of course, whenever there is a targeted shooting, As we saw earlier today and last week, unfortunately, uh, President Biden and the other Democrats, rather than really tackle the tough issue, which is, uh, as you indicated, why so many particularly young people uh, commit these horrendous acts, it's far easier just to uh, blame the NRA and call for more gun control, which isn't going to solve anything, of course.
1: Um, by the way, I want to play you um, some news reports. You know, we, we've seen this, we see it every day, but innocent bystanders being shot, especially in urban environments. Uh, take a look, please.
0: Three year old Devin Page, remember, he was shot and killed by a stray bullet while he was just sleeping in his own bed. Police say an innocent bystander in the Bronx was killed during a night of gun violence across the city. Police say this 36 year old mother was an innocent bystander when she was shot and
1: killed. Uh, we we could go on hours and hours and hours like that. Uh, the point I'd like to make and get your reaction to, um, invariably the, uh, the 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 guns are illegal. They are not NRA members, and the NRA actually has a lot to say about gun safety. And I know this sounds crazy, but if if more people, even in you know some of these gang members, I mean, if they could. If they had some knowledge about gun safety available at the NRA website, maybe we wouldn't see so many innocent children being killed.
2: It it truly is sad. Uh, And not only is gun safety and responsible firearms ownership an important part of what the NRA has always stood for and continues to stand for, uh, but the fact of the matter is in these targeted shooting events, again, such as uh, earlier, uh, uh, well, just last week in, uh, in uh, Nashville and earlier today at targeted shooting in, in Louisville, there is study after study after study, both by outside private groups and by the government of the United States, that establishes with a large body of evidence that these targeted shooters, they engage in very predictable behavior. There, There are red flags, so to speak. Uh, And if, in fact, this administration and others before it uh, would focus on the information that has already been accumulated by the FBI, by the Department of Education, by the Department of Homeland Security, and implement those procedures, these things would be far less likely to happen than simply going out there, as President Biden did this week and last week, and blame so-called assault weapons. That's a simplistic, non-working, and irresponsible position to take.
1: He always gets the terminology wrong. He is so clueless in so many ways. By the way, you know, let's face it, we've, we've school shootings, relatively recent phenomenon, 30 years, maybe 40 years, San Diego in the late 1970s. But over the past, over that time frame, well, there are a lot more psychotropic drugs available. And Big Pharma has a big hand in that. And sometimes you see the commercials and it says, you know, this could cause uh, suicidal ideations and suicidal is right next to homicide. It seems to me, instead of coming down on the NRA, perhaps there should be a more open and forthright conversation about all the pharmaceuticals that we are prescribing children when we weren't doing that all that long ago.
2: Well, that would hit a little bit too close to home for a lot of these folks in Washington. Uh, Many of our elected officials uh, take a lot of money from Big Pharma. But it also would require uh, doing something that takes a little bit of work. And that is studying these issues, recognizing that there are many, many facets to these targeted shooters. uh, Drugs being one of them. uh, The rise of social media uh, being another. uh, Feelings of loneliness, alienation, hatred. Uh, the red flags are there, not a question that, that we don't know what motivates these people. Uh, it's that we are, by and large, we're afraid to do anything about it. So it's a lot easier to simply blame the instrument or blame the NRA. You know, we're big boys at the NRA. We can take it, but it's a shame that, uh, that the left wastes so much time coming after us instead of addressing the real issues.
1: And by the way, so many resources available at the NRA. It's fascinating. Educational materials and, and, and on and on and on. Congressman Bob Barr, thank you very much. Great to see you again. And uh, NRA board member. And please check out Liberty Guard. Uh, one can go to libertyguard.org. Thank you, sir. And I'll be right back. Ooh. Ah. Uh, Are we over these people or what? The Tennessee Three, uh, they're everywhere. Um, Not so much the person in the middle, it's kind of the Tennessee Two because she was not expelled by her colleagues. Probably wishes she was. Um, So she's trying to make some hay out of it anyway. Listen to the reason she says she was not expelled.
0: I I think it's pretty clear I'm a 60-year-old white woman, and they are two young
2: black men.
1: Oh, yeah? Talk about stirring the racial pot, playing the race card. Take a look at this video. Uh, She does not have a bullhorn. For most of the time, she's just kind of standing there mumbling at best. Uh, Yet her radical friends, I mean, they're saying all kinds of crazy stuff with the bullhorn and no justice, no peace, and... They're handing the bullhorn back and forth to each other. They're not giving it to her. So she stays. Her name is Gloria Johnson. She remains a representative for her district of Tennessee. Unfortunately, our next guest did not beat her last November. David Posebutt. Uh, David Posey, we call him. Uh, Welcome to the show. You made a great try. I know it was a small election, not many in the way of total votes. Anyway, welcome to Newsmax. How are you?
3: Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate it.
1: You bet. So I, I figure you have unique insight into this person who, again, I think is playing the race card and it's kind of strange, a
3: white one, whatever. What's her deal? Well, very interesting. You know, when we, when we ran, one of the reasons why I ran against her um, back in last year was looking at her Twitter post. Um, you know, some of her tweets that she would say she would call people clowns. She called Rand Paul a entitled little punk. You know, called the GOP uh, just names, and I thought, why would this person call her names? That's the state representative. So as I as I journeyed on, I realized she was a school teacher, and so she's a, she's in the Tennessee House. She's a school teacher, and she's bullying by calling people names. So I'm thinking, was she a teacher and she co- told the kids to call people names? I don't know, but it just didn't set well with me. So March 30th of last year, I went ahead and ran, had to pull my petition April 7th. And so a lot of this came upon just her Twitter Twitter post and just watching her as an activist, very ineffective uh, in the state house, has never really had a bill passed, and it's just more of an activism is what she is in the Tennessee General Assembly. And if we go to one of
1: those videotapes, it's interesting, she doesn't actually take the bullhorn. And I'm not saying that's necessarily to her credit. She went up there, you know, violated the speaker, uh, participated in a chant you know is violating all the rules but you know she let those guys do all the heavy lifting and she's kind of been basking in reflected glory somehow i feel like she's exploiting this and she wasn't
3: you know she's not actually being straight with anybody 100% i think what she did those 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 gentlemen were the sacrificial lambs justin and justin justin jones and justin pearson because she she basically was behind the scenes and, and watching because she's been there before when somebody's been expelled, and she knows what can happen. And I think that's exactly what this whole grandstanding and what I said when I was running—she's grandstands and postures—is uh, is really what she what she has done.
1: So, tell us overall this um, the, the, the the flavor in the district in Tennessee. It seems to me that the gun uh, mania and the craziness over, you know, these two individuals, these three individuals, it's kind of concealing the gender issue in the shooting two weeks ago, the transgender issue in the shooting two weeks ago in Nashville. Nobody wants to talk about that. It's much safer talking about guns and and making heroes out of these uh, two, maybe three individuals.
3: You're exactly right, Greg. And you know, I was talking to somebody this, earlier this afternoon and, you know, they don't even talk about the three children that were murdered going to school. They don't talk about the three other three, three adults that that had passed away. They're more grandstanding and posturing and not even and not even discussing or, or praying or talking with the folks with the parents. You know, they're more worried about being on television, on national television. Than they are really sitting here in in trying to figure out solutions, real solutions, with 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 this uh, uh, situation that happened at Covenant.
1: Yeah, I know it's uh, it's fun. Protesting is fun. It doesn't take a lot of work. You can go viral. You can go like this,
3: and uh, and then you go home. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah. legislating I mean, is it's hard. True.
3: It's just like what she did before. You know, in August of twenty twenty. She had she had the, in the General Assembly, went outside to, to interview with with some activists and had the General Assembly basically caged in, boxed in in their garage and um, had a four by eight sheet, which is on my Tennessee state. I mean, on the when I was running for office on my Facebook page, the video where she says hands to the back that the uh, Tennessee Highway Patrol pushed her. They never touched her. and And she basically apologizes and said there was a mistake on her Twitter. But she, you know, again, grandstanding imposter. Uh, and she realized that there were cameras on the Cordell Hull building where the representatives uh, uh, have their offices. Well, let me
1: take a look at the. All right. So you didn't win last time. But uh, look, you, you know, the issues and uh, you're a sharp yeah. guy. Are you going to try again? You know, most politicians, a lot of them at least, lose the first time out. What's next for you, Mr. Posey?
3: Well, the, the, the plan is to run again. Um, it is about a 15 to 20 point. Uh, swing. And what's so interesting about this is when they, they say the Tennessee Republicans gerrymandered the the district, creating this new district, she had to move six blocks into the district. Basically, what they did is they gave her almost a, uh, an electable seat because it's connected to the city. A lot of dist- District 90 is. Yeah. And so she has a very good winning hand with where, where she's seated. Okay. Um, but that doesn't mean that somebody can't come in there and win, but it is a, it is a challenge uh, in that district.
1: Yeah. Incumbency and all that stuff. But uh, David Posebud, you're good. Real estate professional. Uh, go check him out at Posey Real Estate. And uh, you can go to kw.com and, and find him there as well. Thank you, sir. Very, very much. Good Alrighty. luck. Thank you. You bet. Have a good day. You bet. Yes, sir. All right. We'll be right back. You heard about what happened in Louisville, that another horrible shooting. Uh, the victims ranged in age, I believe, from 40 to about 64, all employees at a bank. The police officer, one of the police officers who responded, his name is Nick Wilt. Uh, he was shot in the head. Now, as of this moment, he is alive, and we're pulling for him. We're praying for him. Uh, you know, it's funny how they say no more thoughts and prayers, and I actually heard officials say... Yes, please. Thoughts and prayers uh for Nick Wilt. He was only about a month or so on the job. He's said to be he's 26 years old and uh wow, a uh, brand new cop. As for the shooter, well, uh he was an employee at the bank. Reports are that he was uh, about to be fired. And on his LinkedIn, it says he, him, preferred pronouns. Look, um, nobody knows what the heck was going on in his head. Um, gender confusion seems to be a factor in recent shootings. This may have been a default setting you got to choose sometimes on these websites. But this whole gender conversation that we have had in America overnight has led to a lot of confusion. Again, Officer Nick Wilt, we are pulling for him. Did you hear about uh, the Dalai Lama? Now, the Dalai Lama has hen- friends in high places, right? There's Prince Charles. Who else is he hanging out with? Uh, various presidents over the years. Everybody, everybody has met the Dalai Lama. To be honest, I have no idea what his actual status is or position is. And some people think he's divine. I'm definitely not in that category. And those who are in that category might be less so after seeing this footage. Something very bizarre happened between him and a nine-year-old child. Take a look.
3: (laughs) And so, my tongue. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: the Dalai Lama asked that little boy To uh, suck his tongue What the heck is going on? Very, very And he put The Dalai Lama has apologized for the incident Said he was just trying to be playful But that's incredibly, incredibly strange Wow, there's a lot of information on that thing uh, Blah, 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 blah He regrets the incident Just trying to be playful Apologize to the boy and his family you know, who owes a lot of families an apology, a leader in this country.
3: gonna stand right next to me. There you go.
2: And then we're gonna have...
4: There
2: you go. Got it? Okay.
4: Okay. and the people in the back, you can spread out a little bit. Oh.
2: Aw.
1: <laughs> who in the world does this? It is so bad, so creepy. And so unfair to these young women and girls. Well, I hope you've uh, gotten your copy. Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. Very proud of this book. Available wherever books are sold. You may especially enjoy The Big Chapter on January
2: 6th. Thank you very much for watching the show. I'll be back tomorrow. All the best.